Welcome to Godcast, where we talk all things Bible, Jesus, and God. I'm James. This is Josh. Hello. And this is One Nation Under God, our first episode of, I think, any of the newer series. This is our first, this is our first one. Yep. This, this episode. Um, so basically, this, this, whole, this series of One Nation Under God is going to be... A bit of commentary, I guess, on on America, because that's where we live. So that's you know that's 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 what we know the best on America, and uh, basically our nation as a whole and our relationship with God. Because as of right now, I think in our in our country's history, we're probably at the worst whenever it comes to our uh, how we are with God and um, our nation as a whole and our. Uh, moral values. Oh, yeah. They've been flipped. Yeah. So, uh, that's what this whole, that's what this whole series is going to be about. It's basically going to be a commentary on, (laughs) on on the, on Nation of America as a whole, and, but not just, uh, about our problems, because, you know, how productive is that, but also how the Bible says that a nation is to be, and how, how we can fix the problems of, that that our that our society has, you know, whether they will be fixed is something, but the power As of an individual is many is for, very good. So if you for, can, if you for can... me, for me personally, if the nation does fall, I'm not going to be the one to say I didn't try to keep God in the nation. I'm not going to be the one to say, well, I didn't try because Revelation says that. Well, I'll be, I'm a winner either way, you know, it's told I'm a winner either way, I'm going to still try to get souls. I'm still going to try to keep a nation that protects Christian morals. All you can really, all you can really do <coughs> is change the way that you live and try to help the people that are in your close vicinity. But, well, you know, how do you, how else do you change a nation but just affecting your community first and then the community affects others and then all that. So... So, got so you gotta gotta start with yourself. Try to help others, and then eventually it'll it'll reach the nation. So, um, I guess uh, to to start us out, I will ask Josh to pray us in. Yes. <coughs> dear, dear Holy Father, Lord, we thank you for this day that we can gather and worship you. Lord. Uh, I just ask that you just be with us as uh, we go through the this series, uh, the short series, and really just talk about the nation and what went wrong and then how to turn it around. Um, I said you just be with us really in all things that we do today and any words spoken here, allow it to just be your words, Lord. I said so in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A quick thing before we start. I am a little bit under the weather. By a little bit, I mean a lot. So if you guys do hear some coughing or sneezing, (laughs) be mindful. I am a very sick man right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, another thing before we start, please check out all of our previous episodes. If you enjoy this episode or any of the other ones, please share it with friends, family, coworkers, whoever to just try to try to grow the podcast as much as we can, so that God's word can get out there as 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 best as it can. Absolutely. Support support the things that God that God does. You know. I actually only know the topic that we're going to be talking about today. That's Christians having a voice, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. James took the lesson, and I'm just here giving what I think and my commentary. So, James, you're like, yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. As as Josh said, the the uh, yeah the idea today is about Christians having a voice, and the reason for that is because you know this nation was founded on God, you know, and and so. It used to be that God was in practically everything of this nation. And, and you know, you can say whether the Founding Fathers were, were Christians per se, you know. It, it, they still put God in, every, in practically everything whenever they were creating this nation. I mean, what, what, even, even my mom's time uh, in the 70s and 80s, some, most businesses didn't even have... They, didn't, they weren't even open, like, on Sundays, ever. They'd work Monday through Saturday or Monday through Friday, mostly. Sunday was the day off. It's the day of the Sabbath. 
Yeah, and so when you look at the nation, it was mostly founded on God, which I think we're gonna get into today. <clears throat> yeah, and so for a long time, Christian values were uh, Christian values were really what this nation was founded on. Like uh, the 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 idea of what a family should be in America was what the Bible said a family should be. You know, it uh, so many things of this nation was was directed by the bible we use that as our direction and now today today and it seems really recently it seemed it it used to be that it it seemed like it first got into if you just have that you can't really use it turned into where you can't really use religious based opinions i use quotation marks opinions to influence you know what happens in the nation but now recently it really seems like christianity is under attack for um for our beliefs and because so many things of this of our nation now is against christianity you know well in your opinion what do you think went wrong in my opinion what went wrong which is where is is a good segue to what we're talking about is that christians got lax christians got christians stopped speaking out on what was right and not that christians stopped per se but i feel like it i feel like it's a, it's a combination of both sin just growing in the world mm-hmm. but and then also christians not speaking out and not working as hard as we could have been when in the face of of sin growing well if you really think about it um what stops something from what stops something from having a voice? Does, does someone else? I don't think so. What stops someone from having a voice is the people speaking, of course. They just stopped. They just stopped talking about these things. We, our biggest thing is, I think, we didn't, we didn't want to offend anybody. But you know, talking about talking about the founding fathers, I just thought of a quote from George Washington, where he said. George Washington himself said that the thing that sets apart the American Christian from all other people of the world is that he will die on his feet before he'll live on his knees. And that is something that, to me, seems sorely lacking in Christians these days, is that we we seem to be perpetually on our knees not speaking up about things because we're we're too scared to die on our feet, you know? And it's... I, I just feel like Christians today are reclusive. We're not speaking out. We're we're sticking to our own and just kind of and just kind of being there. And you know, and part of that, and I feel like part of the reason why Christians don't speak out is because Christians don't want to seem hateful. And that's a that's a good thing, you know, because Christians shouldn't be hateful. And and it's Christians that go out there and are hate-filled that give Christians a bad name and stuff. But you can you can speak out and not be hateful. You can go out and speak out against you know sin and against yeah. the evil of the world and not be hateful. And we need to because we need to show the world that just because we oppose these things, Christians who are hateful have the loudest voice. And so you get all these misunderstandings of Chris, that Christians are hateful and they hate all these things and stuff, but we don't. And so we need Christians who are willing to go out there and and speak the right way and speak the yeah. truth out with, there boldly so that people know what Christians really are, what Christians my, really stand for. With my understanding of the people going out there, well, also with my understanding is we're allowed to hate the sin, not yeah, the that's, person. That's it. But I think the God prob- hates sin. Yeah, God hates sin. The The problem is that the people that call themselves Christians and that are actually, that are, the, the ones that are actually going out, you, you really think about it, the ones that are actually going out are the ones misinterpreting the Bible the most. So yeah. the people understanding the Bible the most are not going out and doing what they're supposed to do. <coughs> mm-hmm. And <coughs> excuse me. Um and it's like I feel like a lot of the people that call themselves Christians that are going out are hating the person just as much as the sin. Yeah. They they want to see that person fail. They want to tear that person down. You don't want to tear someone down. You want to make them better. Mm-hmm. As you want somebody else to help you make yourself better. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. There's a, and I guess I'll just throw a little plug in for anybody who sees it, although they're a big organization. But there's a YouTube channel that I watch of, that I just recently found called Apologia Studios, and I, I think it's because their 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 church is Apologia Church or whatever, and it's and their church goes out and protests and stuff, but they're. They protest the, I, the way that Christians should. You know, they they're not going out there screaming in people's faces and all that. You know, they. So I, I just want to say, like, if you if 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 you maybe if you're, you're listening to this and thinking, how can a Christian go out and be boisterous and not do it the wrong way? Because it seems like that's all we see of boisterous Christians is doing it the wrong way. I think a good example to go and and try to try to learn from is go go to a, a youtube channel called apology of studios and they it's a good they're a good christian organization yeah. i can say personally i'm a conservative person right mm-hmm. a very conservative moral value but i feel like a lot of what's happened to christians today is we pit ourselves to a political party right really if you really think about it christians we should we should be the ones running the country. We should have a Christian political party. We should. I mean, if you really if you really think about it, there should be a political party based on Christian moral values. And a lot of what is happening in the country is the right and left fight with each other. Don't don't do supposed to do if they call themselves a Christian. I remember last year, year before, I wasn't happy with the state of the country in the terms of being a Republican. I am not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm just a Christian. I mean, that's if that's that's really what you need to dumb yourself down to is you're just a Christian. You need to stand on Christian values. Put people in that stand on Christian values because this country was based on is based on Christian values. Well, you know, it's like. You, you don't t- you don't tie yourself down to a political party, but you you try you try you tried to go to the the candidate that that uh, that that represents Christian values the best that they can, and you know since since a Christian worldview is is pretty is pretty conservative a lot of the times that 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 puts itself to a Republican candidate, but it's not the fact that they're Republican which is why why uh, that we're were uh <laughs> it's not the fact that they're that that we uh that we you know that you that you, uh, that you vote for them it's the fact that they that they represent christian values and and that it, that, that they will do the best for the, the closest to what a christian values <laughs> is supposed to be and you know it's Talking about politics and that stuff, I feel like there's also a very distinct lack of Christians trying to get into politics. Because Christians don't want to speak out of things. And I feel like, you know, um, uh, my friend, uh, my dad's best friend Mike, he tried to run for governor or, or so, uh, something Mayor like that, something. mayor, something like that, one of something a, a, a position like that, and he didn't win, but. It's like, that's, I, that's I, I feel that's what we should be doing. I mean, if we could, if we can get ourselves into those things, you know, if, if you if you feel like God is calling you to do that, you know, I, you should try. You should try. And I and I, I feel like sometimes we think we feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's some sort of idea of people who run for for office, run for political offices and stuff. But it's like, we. It's like we, we say that we want Christian leaders all the time, but and I understand. First of all, I understand that there's very few people that are gun that would in there's very few people in general that run for any sort of political office. You know what I mean? So well, I feel like the idea that people have that the person in office should be educated, right? They should be you know, a man that went to college that has been in political offices for years, and you could. You can get into into the presidency with a high school level, if I'm not mistaken, can't you? I'm not sure. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I know Kanye West tried running for president. I don't think he even graduated, but it's fine. <laughs> um, but um, 
really, all you got to do, if, if you're getting into any leading office or anything, whether it be a community, all you have to do is be led by God. And I feel like that's what this country is lacking, is being led by God. We've kind of slipped away and we can see what's happening, is the country is divided and it's falling apart. Because, you know, there's not even... Um... He's got the anchor. Excuse me, but and then not even and then because uh, first of all, I understand running for office or something like that is a is a big, big thing, and yeah. I definitely feel like you can't you can't do that without like one hundred percent assurity that God's telling you to oh, try yeah. to to try to be that. You We're know? not telling Christians to go out and run for office. Right? Yeah, we're telling know, that, people that feel like they need to. But the um, <laughs> but what about just trying to get laws? And you know, and, you know, there's a there's a, a line because. For me, even as a Christian, I don't think there should be too many laws enforcing Christian values. The reason for that, uh, here, actually, I have a, a little bit of that. Uh, I wrote down some things in my notes, and one is specifically talking about laws. Now, laws specifically enforcing Christian values would not go over well. First of all, in the, it would be very difficult to get laws like that. Neither do I think we should, because Christianity comes from a choice from the heart, not by following man or even God's law. However, the notion that because an opinion is religiously based means that it can't be taken into account is ridiculous, especially when many Christian, in quotations, opinion, are based in unavoidable truths of our world. And what I, be, what I mean by that is that, you know, making laws... I think what I mean by enforcing Christianity is like making laws that limit people's freedom of religion. You know, we have freedom of religion in this country, but making laws that like, like abortion should be illegal. You know, that's not just, you know, it's, it's a Christian value that we believe that abortion is bad, but it's an, it's an evil that we can't let just go. You know, like there's something, there's some things that, you know, you don't make a law enforcing certain things, but we can de- we should definitely try to make laws to limit the evil that is in the world. Yeah. And so I feel like, you know, Christians need to try to have a voice in terms of, you know, the laws and all that stuff. You know, again, that, that YouTube channel that I was talking about, Apologia Studios, their pastor has gone, I think they're in Colorado, their pastor has gone in front of... <laughs> And, and, and I think is currently get is trying to get a law passed that you know that outlaws all all abortion in Colorado and and it's it's like and and they have some videos on their channel of them in the courts and stuff and and their cases and stuff and it's like we can do that and it's like I've only ever seen that that YouTube channel and that like ministry doing that. you know it's like why is it like I, Christians should be uniting? First of all, we're so divided, and we all we know we know the the quote: "United we stand, divided we fall." Christians need to unite and try to get something done in this country. You know. Well, if we look, if we look at talking about Christians needing to stand up, look at the Bible. God doesn't just hand things out. We talked about we had a Bible study. A restaurant, a restaurant this morning with a couple educated men and was talking about, you know, how God ex- expects things to get done, right? And he, he will provide resources, but he expects you to do it. Did God just place down the ark for Noah? No. I forget what, what story it was or where it's at, but you was talking about how there was no churches in the, in the town and the city they were told to go build uh stuff in the, you know, materials in the forest use that build churches it's like god expects hard work to be done mm-hmm. he does not expect people to just sit around being lazy all day waiting for his return when jesus says go preach to all the nations he he means preach to all the nations preach to everybody and we and we have a problem with even teaching to our own nation because we don't step up, and that's and that's what we're seeing is that the country, <coughs> bless you, yeah, the, the country itself is falling apart and divided. Because, well, I mean, simple fact, 
God isn't in the isn't in the decisions made in the country anymore. He's not. Nobody brings nobody brings God up. I, I'm I'm sure the president does not pray. I'm sure our leaders do not pray. Our leaders do what our leaders want to do. And and you know and all you know whose fault that is. That's our fault. We put them people in. We we put the people in. It's we let we let things happen. There, there was a decline in our country. <laughs> Christians need to tr- at least try to halt the decline, but we need to try to try to bring the country back up to God. You know, it's you know, and, and we're talking about you know um, politics and Christians trying to get into politics. There's probably there's probably somebody right now thinking about separation of church and the state. You know that that um that uh, that before, quote. Before we get back. Before we get to that, mm-hmm. there's this now, not very Christian, but Doc Holliday. He thought that he'd always, he thought that he was gonna die with his boots on. He was not afraid to die, right? Mm-hmm. That I, I feel like that's how Christians should be. We should not be afraid to die with our boots on, and and die trying to fight for what's right with God. You know, yeah. need and to, you're talking and, and listen, and you're, you're saying die because you get the uh, got the metaphor. But listen, our country, we have the easiest, especially in the times now, we are, we have the easiest, um, the easiest country to go out and preach and to go out and spread God's word. But I'd even say that in history, we have the easiest time in our country to go out and preach. And I have something like, I have another thing actually talking about that right now talking about this is that Christians uh, another thing in my notes it says Christians today have an easier time in this country than anywhere else in the world in almost any time in history but instead of using that advantage to get astounding amount of work done we seem to become we seem to have become lazy and relaxed and what's worse about that though is that the true Bible believing Christians we we can go we can see everything that's wrong with this country and yet we seem to still not be doing things yeah. you know there was, there was this uh there was this book that we read in school and it was called the great gatsby and nick the, the character nick he never lied right he never he, his 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 morals was based on not lying but he wouldn't tell anybody anything unless they asked right He's not doing anybody a service, expect because in the story, he knew that there was cheating going on between his cousin Daisy and and her husband Tom. Both of them were cheating on each other. He knew that information. He did not decide to be responsible and tell him. Right? It ended up multiple people dying. the The book ended in chaos, and Nick was alone. He ended up alone. He ended up the the lone man at the dude's funeral that died, and he was just alone. And what we can take from that is he knew what was going on, right? He knew exactly what was going on, decided not to say anything, and then ended up alone. Bad things happened because you know bad, uh, it, it, uh, it's bad things something. will happen if, if you if you don't tell somebody. Don't speak the truth. Speak the truth. If you don't, if you don't, if you know the truth and don't speak it, you're just as responsible. You're just as responsible. It is told. We're told to go tell people the good news. Of I Jesus. believe. I believe that many Christians today, <laughs> when we get to heaven, I believe many Christians today, God is going to chastise us for how our lack of action in the face of everything that's going on today. Yeah. And. You know, uh, kind of going along with that, I have more notes. <laughs> In my opinion, true God-fearing Christians have almost always been the minority of the world and have semi-recently become the minority in America. However, Christians still spoke up for what was right, even if it inherently, even if it was inherently not going to go the right way. And what I mean by that is that there are many times where there are many times where speaking up for God is going to be a losing battle. Yeah. But that does not mean to just sit there and be silent. Because you want to know, even if maybe the battle then you lose, 
you know, maybe because you spoke up, you planted the seed in somebody who was listening to that. You know, maybe your argument might not might not win that particular moment, but maybe somewhere down the line, you know, somebody will use what you said back there to, to help some somewhere. You know, Look there's Paul. there's no Look at Paul. Killed Christians. Mm-hmm. And and we wondered. He, he, he was against Christians. Christians were losing the battle against him. They were standing firm in their faith, losing the battle against him. And what did and, and and what happened to Paul? What happened to Paul? Right, knocked off the horse, right? Knocked off the horse. Right, mm-hmm. knocked off the horse, blinded, mm-hmm. and turned to God. Mm-hmm. You know, going along with that, because it's like, it's like, we face. We honestly face such little opposition in our world today. The reason being is because there's nowhere in America where if you're speaking up for what you believe in, in in the truth of God's word, right now, there's nowhere in America where you're going to be put to death for that. Meanwhile, back in... You might get canceled online, but... And also, how many people live their lives online? It's crazy. But... You might get canceled online, but I mean, you can you can only allow people to to affect you to a certain extent, right? You can only allow people to affect you to a certain extent. If you're speaking the truth, they can hide your post from on at least on social media, certain viewers. But keep posting, keep keep telling people. You can, I mean, social media can be bad, can be used for bad, but it can also be used for good. God uses all things for his glory. Yeah. One of the notes that I have down here is, during the time of the Bible, per, per, during the time of the Bible, Christian persecution was high, maybe an all-time high. Yet how many people can say their work can rival any of our biblical heroes? All except for one of the 12 disciples died for God. Stephen was stoned to death for God. Paul had to live with all of the Christians he murdered prior to salvation. Job lost everything. No matter how hard speaking up might be, we have no excuse. And, you know, I think I think about that. Like, again, just so many people in the Bible who they had so much more at stake than what we have. And they still did. You know, there's a there's a song that I just uh, found uh, yesterday. It was by Casting Crowns. It's called Anything But Easy. And that song talks about how when you really love somebody, you know, when the, that song talks about that the person, lo- somebody that they love is doing wrong. And they, it was talking about how it would be easy for me not to say anything. It would be easy for me to look the other way. But love is anything but easy. And since I love the person, I'm going to tell them the hard truth that what they're doing is wrong and they need to stop. And it's like, that's exactly it. When you love somebody, you're you're willing to tell them the truth even when they don't like it. And God says that we are to love everybody as we love ourselves. And so, you know... The idea, you know, it's like, do we truly have the heart for saving souls as we say we do whenever Christians don't don't seem to speak up, don't seem to speak up for what is true and don't seem to find, don't find the strength to, to tell people that, that's, that most Christians wrong. If most Christians truly cared about other souls, they would do everything in their power to tell people about Jesus and to tell people about the great news and the bad news that the bad news that could happen right yeah. it, it's like it's like Christians have lost their with the passion project Christians have lost their fire their will to do anything how many Christians sit sit at home and watch the news all day not all not all day but after they go to work, right? How many Christians sit at home, watch the news, do do anything, right? Go fishing, hunting, uh, as I said, watch the news, go out to eat. You know what you can do when you go out to eat? And it's not even much. Leave, leave a business card of your pastor. That's what me and James started doing on top of the tip. So they have to, they have to look at it. They have to see. 
leave our business cards with the podcast, leave the pastor's business card, and we go about our day. It doesn't even have to be that big. God, God will, God will be happy with anything that you do that's good for him as long as he's telling you to do it, of course, right? If he's telling you to do something, you better do it. Zero, zero hesitation. And guess what? What does God tell us? He tells us to go out to the nations, right? And whatever, whatever you, whatever God tells you to do, whatever He commands you to do, it's not a suggestion. It's an order. Think of it as God is the military. You're, you're, God is the military sergeant. He's the, he's the leader of, of the, of the command. He's the commander, right? He commands. He does, he does whatever. What, what do you do in the army? You listen, right? Because you have respect. Follow orders. You follow orders. You respect your leader. You trust your leader. You have faith that he's going to give you the orders to succeed. You 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 carry out the mission as as the blueprint was, as he told you to, and you ultimately win the battle. Now the only difference between God and a commander in the military or a leader in the military is God never loses. So as long as you <laughs> go out and do what he says, preach to the nations, you're not going to lose. You might lose the you might lose your earthly life, your earthly battle, but as it's as it's uh, the analogy, last breath on earth, exhale into heaven. Go to heaven. You you want to hear thou good and faithful servant, don't you? Then go do God's work. Go do what God commands you to do. If you're not, if you're not, I mean, this country, this country was founded on God, and it and it sure doesn't seem like that these days. It surely doesn't. <laughs> it surely seems like we we let everything go. And really, uh, an analogy, and it, and it still works for today. Even the the old church, and I've used this before. The old church let th- the old American church let things go. It doesn't bother me right now until it does if you push something back right if you push something at work back and you don't do it what is that what is what does it end up doing your boss tells you to do something and you don't do it it ends up shooting you in the foot it ends up backfiring and ruining your whole plans it ruins the plan let me tell you something there's so many things wrong in our country. Let me just give you a few. Abortion. Just There are 3,000 abortions a day in our country. Over the year, Planned Parenthood just itself, Planned Parenthood has 350,000 abortions a day. Uh, not a day, a year, sorry. There are 3,000 abortions a day in our country. And Planned Parenthood, it's just, just Planned Parenthood, there's 350,000 abortions a year. Transgenderism. Listen, our our country is saying that that we should abide by what they say, but I'm sorry, that's not that's not the way God intended you to live. God God gave you what you need. You don't need to be changing that. Homosexuality. God says that that's an abomination. God didn't. Again, God didn't make you to be that way. God made you. God made God made Adam and Eve. He didn't make Adam and Steve, and he didn't make. Alexa and Eve, you know? You made Adam and Eve. Fatherless homes. That is at an all-time high in our country. It has done nothing but a steady increase. And not just a steady increase, but it was at a point, and then it just shot up. That is at an all-time high in our country. Men not being men, women not being women. That's not even talking about transgenderism or anything. That's just talking about men who... This country, it, again, it used to be that the, the, the morals and the basis of our country was what God told us to be. But now, you have men not being men. You have men who, who are not living the way that, that, that God says men should act. And women not acting the way that God says women are to act. You know, there's so many things wrong in our, in our, in our world. And, and, this, and it's... And again, like there are, there are so many things that we have to, that we have to, 
combat against. And, and, and you might say, you know, and sometimes you use words like that, like combat against, but like, listen, it's, it's a spiritual warfare. What, what army wins a war by sitting around and doing nothing? None of them. You know, none of them. You know, with, with all of that, um, with all of that, those problems, I hope Christians listening to this realize that we are the only ones that can stop it. Yes. We are the only ones. There's no other people that can stop it. Yes. Even, even the people, even the people that are against it, right, that are not Christians, they can't do anything because they're not led by God. Christians led God-fearing men have to step up, one, be leaders of the household, mm-hmm. be leaders of the country, because God-fearing men might be leading, a, le- a leader of the country might be a God-fearing man, right? But what is the God-fearing man led by? And, and who does the God-fearing man answer to? God. God. And that's what, that's what will turn our country back, because whenever you have a God-fearing man in charge, He's not the one making the decisions. It'll be God making the decisions for what our country is is to do. Talk to God. But and then uh, back to what I, I was actually going to bring up a while ago, because uh, bringing up separation of church and state. You know, that's a that's something that is brought up a lot whenever you, whenever you try to have whenever you try to have talks with people and you start talk when you start having try and have talks with people about politics and then you start talking about your christian values they say well separation of church and state you can't really try to bring that stuff up into politics whenever you know you can't bring your religion into politics it's funny how it seems like that only really correlates to christianity you can't bring christianity into politics yeah. i wonder why that is probably because they're scared of the truth but that separation of church and state first of all it's not a law it's not even a law it's not written anywhere in america's anywhere so First of all, that's an empty phrase. <laughs> it's an empty phrase. Second of all, it's used out of context. It was actually a phrase written by a church. I've wrote down here in a small little paragraph the, the origins of separation of church and state. The Danbury, the Dansbury Baptist Association wrote to Thomas Jefferson on October 7th, 1801, requesting separation of church and state. They asked this to promote private, individualized faith expressed without government intervention. They were separation of church and state is as separation of church and state was meant to keep the government out of the church, not Christianity out of the government. It's it's a very old phrase that has been taken out of context over and over again. There's a reason there's a reason why the government is not supposed to interfere with church's affairs. Because of separation of church and state, the government is supposed to stay out of that. But that doesn't mean that Christianity is meant to stay out of the government. That's not that's not what the that it was used for at all. Today it's reversed because remember whenever we had the COVID lockdown. Yeah, they shut down. They shut down churches. They said you will go to jail if you show up and worship. You will go to jail. Do you realize? That opens, that opens up the door for them to do that in the future, but make it even harsher. Mm-hmm. That opens that opens the door wider. In my opinion, in my opinion, those those churches that they tried to shut down, I'm not sure because I didn't look too hard into whenever they were doing that stuff. I'm not sure if any of the churches did do this, but whenever the government is going to tell you that you're going to go to jail whenever if you try to worship, it should have gone to church then. It should have gone to church anyways. Want to know why? Because our God is greater than anything that the government can do to us. And really, you're afraid of COVID, that's cool. But if you're a Christian, and you're afraid of COVID, what is wrong with you? Because you're going to heaven. And I'm just saying, if you're afraid of some virus, and the virus is going to stop you from praising Jesus, and gathering with your Christian brothers and sisters, like the Bible says, then there's something wrong with your noggin. Because, because because I'm just saying, if we go in a lot another lockdown, I don't care. I don't care if me if it's just me and James that show up to the church. 
we're coming to church. I'm not afraid of the virus. If if you if you are, then 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 look where your look where your your faith lies. Does your faith lie in, in doctors or does your faith lie in God? Yeah. Just just because there there's pandemics, there's sickness, does not mean that that stops you from praising God, right? That does not that does not stop the church from gathering. Absolutely not. And that's and that's and what really made me mad is the church complied. Even our church, we shut down. Right? Yeah. And that's and and I kind of get it, but I kind of don't because who cares? If if we truly believe that we're going to heaven, if if you truly believe that then you should not have been scared of that virus. If, if you're gonna, if some of some, me and James, we hung out during the COVID time that we were locked down. If me and James can hang out, if you can hang out with some of your Christian brothers and sisters, you're good enough to go to church. The church is good enough to be open. There is no excuse for that. Absolutely none. I don't care if there's, you know what? If, if an old person says, I'm scared of the virus. I don't want to go to church. That's fine, right? If somebody says that they're afraid of the virus and don't want to go to church, that's fine. You don't have to. But guess what I'm doing? I'm going to church. I don't care. It's 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 about time that we stop letting the state interfere with church. Mm-hmm. Which is ultimately what happened. There's yeah. there was no reason to to lock down, virus or not. Yeah, and I and that's the things that one of the things that you said earlier is what is what's going to end up happening. It, it's it, yeah, because the the, the government, our nation as a whole, <laughs> I feel it's going to keep getting worse for a little bit. What we're really trying to advertise here is for individual responsibility in terms of what's going on in our in our in our in our country. But overall, I feel like the church is going to get worse. Where I. I definitely think that there's going to come a time in our country where they're going to be shutting down churches and just go and be t- and telling them that they can't worship. And let me tell you something. And I'm just going to say that if we're going to if our church if if churches are going to shut down because of a virus going around, then I'm scared for how many churches are going to comply when the government tells them to shut down. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know? like it's like we just we just not, not even knowingly, because I don't even think, at the time, I didn't even think about it. We just opened up the door for the government to shut down church whenever they please. I mean, really, we did. The government could, could go right now and say there's a new virus. Let's say monkeypox, right? Monkeypox is killing. They could make up a number and say churches have to shut down. How many churches will comply? I think a good number of them. I think yeah. a good number of them will comply. It's like, you're really scared of dying? Then I really wonder where your, where your soul is going, right? And that's harsh. That sounds really harsh. But Christians should not be afraid of death. Yeah, it's like, and in it's this like, country, we are. We're afraid of dying. Did, did, did Christian, were Christians afraid of Paul when he was killing Christians? No! Was, Why, how do you think? Was how do you Jesus think, a how do you think, how do you think, No. How do you think Paul kept finding the Christians? Yeah. Do you, do you do you really do you really think that Christians back then were afraid? No. Absolutely not. There's no reason for us to be afraid. We need to start speaking out. We need to stop. Listen. God tells us that we need to abide by the laws of the land unless it interferes with His laws. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. How many churches complied whenever it went against God's laws? Every single church. Every single church. We churches church took a loss. Christians took a huge loss. And, and you know something else too? Is that there were some churches who went to court saying that you can't you can't shut us down. And they won. Yeah. All it took, all it took was for some Christians to just stand firm. And stand on what God says, and they won. Mm-hmm. Yet, I definitely say that the majority of churches just shut down, just complied. Yeah. It's like, it's like, 
those churches who who uh, went to court and won, those churches showed good example of what you're, of what a church is supposed yeah. to be. Because even our not, church, we shut down. Yeah, I'm but, sorry if any any of our church members are listening to this, but we complied with the government. We complied with them going against God's God's laws. Did, I mean, we're supposed to gather and worship, and we shut down. And again, again, it's it's the fact of like we it was a battle that we could have won mm-hmm. and only a few of us did because only a few churches actually stood strong enough to fight back yeah and that's i think that's in the whole process of what we're talking about here with um with passion project with one nation under god um that whole thing we're talking about here is that when Christ- Christians regain their strength, there's nothing that can stop us. Yeah. And, and we're talking about that in Passion Project. We're talking about that individually with Passion Project. We're talking about that nationally with One Nation Under God here. Is that we can't... God is on our side. The Bible says that, that since God is with us, who be against us? And we know that there's a lot of people that are against Christians. But the thing is, is that it doesn't matter. If God is with us, who is against us? Because you can put as many people as you want against us, but it won't matter because God is with us. And so when we're talking about one nation under God, we're talking about the, 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 the problems in our society and how God says to fix it. We need to just stand up and start trying to fix it because we know that when God is with us, you think God will do whatever is in his will. Whatever you ask of him that is in his will, he will do. Do you think it's not in God's will to have our con- to have our country turn back to him? You, you think God's just going, no, actually, uh, United States can stay this sinful place about to become Sodom and Gomorrah looking, you know? like Already Sodom and Gomorrah looking. It's like, no. Like, our, our, our country may never get to what it used to be, but I, I, I can't, I can't. I can never use that as an excuse to not stand up and still try to do something, you know? Just because we know that our country may never, probably, probably will never become what it used to be, that is, I, I, I'm sorry, but that is there, is, there is no valid excuse in my head to not just stand strong and continue pushing forward for the truths that God says that we're supposed to stand on. You yeah. know, we're, so, we're supposed, God says that Jesus is the rock, you know, the foundation, you know, the, the anchor that will hold us and where we're supposed to stay. But it seems like whenever anything, any of the evils of this world come around, it seems like uh, Christians just get tossed about in the waves and we just go every which way, you know? Well, one one reason is because the church as a whole is not united. We are so divided in everything that we think that we're fighting amongst ourselves while trying to fight against sin in the world and we know that ain't gonna work. That's like if, that's like if, if talking about America, that's like back if during the revolution, where we're fighting against Britain. That's like if the colonies then started having a civil war while trying to fight Britain. We never would have won if we if we divided there. And that's what's happening. The church is divided and fighting amongst ourselves while also trying to fight against the devil and the sin of the world. It's like that's that ain't gonna work. First of all, churches need to just stop the infighting and start going coming together. Like there like there are listen, there are some churches who are who are wrong. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to just be blunt, but I'm really not. There are some churches that are just wrong. They teach blasphemy. They teach wrong teachings. And those churches, God says that he will handle those churches. He will take care of those churches. But all of the churches who just have a difference of opinion and can't get along because that's pitiful. It's pitiful. And I'm telling you right now that if you're a Christian that is ever separated from other Christians, separated from a church because of some minor disagreement that wasn't an issue of salvation, that wasn't an issue that... If it wasn't an issue that Jesus would have addressed and you made it an issue, that's pitiful. And against whoever whoever you're thinking of, find a way to apologize to them and ask for forgiveness. Maybe forgive may forgive them if it needs to be both ways you know because that is pitiful and there's no way that as christians our duty is to spread the word of god and to stand on his truth there's no way that we can stand on his truth and fight against sin if 
if we're divided. So we need to find a way to just come together. You, you have to understand. You, you really have to understand the shape that our country is in. Our schools are teaching so many things. There was a there was a there was a um, there was a a, 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 a a school. I'm pretty sure it was a Catholic school too. But because they didn't want to offend anybody, there was a, you know, school clubs. They were going to allow a Satanist club in their school. <laughs> and I'm, again, I'm pretty sure it was a Catholic school. Catholic of all. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, it's like, what, like, you have to understand what is going on in, in our country today in that it seeps all the way down into our schools that our children are being taught yeah. certain things um i'm i've heard third second third graders right you know how they're being taught about like gender studies and well, they, like well, they're using well, kids books that are full well there's of, a kid there's kids in there and using por- pornography to, to talking yeah, about pornography going like oh yeah and, and moaning and whatnot i'm like dude what are you what are you doing and they're, they're like, well, watch these videos. And I'm like, dude, you're like five or six, seven. Why do you, first of all, I'm, I was just at a loss of words, loss of words. The, our kids are, the kids are being taught these things. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's, it's. Kids are being taught that it's okay to be gay, that it's okay to, 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 to chop your penis off and become a woman, to, to, to pretend that you have a penis and become a dude, it's okay to it's okay to be gay. It's it's okay to to curse God's name. It's okay to to sit for the pledge of allegiance. It's okay to to go against God. We're, they're being taught that. It's it's being taught by ch- from from teacher to child. It's being and, taught. And, it's being taught in the school. And Christians are afraid to talk about it. If you're if you're if you're truthfully a Christian. You're not afraid to talk about it. You're not afraid. You you shouldn't be afraid. You know, we, <laughs> we should be as blunt as possible about this. We should be as as strong-willed about this, but also keep it in a very Christian, Jesus-like manner. Mm-hmm. Gee, listen, and that's and I think that's probably that's probably where a lot of Christians are fearful about doing these, is about speaking up, is because they they don't know where the line is between absolutely not standing for sin but also trying to keep a loving attitude about it but you got to understand that if your heart's in the right place god will god will show you how to do that god will god just ask god to give you the words and he'll he'll give you the words to be able to tell somebody the blunt truth and still be loving about it that's why we that's why we ask before the podcast let our words not be shared but yours it's we're starting to re- we're eating we're starting to reach the the ending of our recording time. So but what's your closing thought? My closing thoughts is that in every aspect of our nation, Christians need to stop being scared. Yes. And, and it's and it's it's let honestly it's less that I think that we're scared. I just think we're lazy. I, I honestly I feel like there's a small portion of of Christians that are scared, which we shouldn't be because we shouldn't fear anything when God's on our side. But even worse, I feel like a huge proportion of Christians aren't standing up because they're just lazy and they just don't want to they don't want to do all the work that it takes to truthfully they, try they, to change the nation. They want to be a couch and TV Christian. Sit like, sit on the couch, watch TV and complain about the world. It's 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 Listen, listen, James in the Bible says faith without works is dead. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that these Christians that are talking and not doing anything are just, are not going to heaven. What I'm saying is that you are not demonstrating the faith in God that you say you have. Yeah, you're not. So I guess the closing thoughts is just a rally call. Christians, stop fighting together. Stop fighting. You're, you really want to say Christians are going to spend all this time and energy fighting amongst each other when they don't have to, but not spend the time and energy fighting against what we actually should be fighting against, which is the sin of the world. That's pathetic. Yeah. Absolutely pathetic. Absolutely. And so the, 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 the closing thoughts for this episode is honestly just a rally call. A rally call for Christians to stop fighting together, get off, off, off the couch, and get to work. Because there is... 
plenty of work to be done in our nation. Plenty. Yeah, and even in the world. Yes. I mean, I mean, use our church for example. It's been three years since we've done outreach programs. That's unacceptable. That's pathetic. Mm-hmm. That's that's very pathetic. I think that's why me and James on Thursday we're going over to Bob Evans and we're gonna we're gonna set up a table. And whoever whoever comes by us, we're gonna offer to sit down. We're gonna sit down, and if they're having a bad day, we're gonna talk to them. We're, we're not professionals, but we're 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 God fearing men. Mm-hmm. We're we're God led men. And for and some people, some people in this country need to get that fear of God back into them. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. <coughs> As I said before, I'm sure again. Salvation is there and people are going to go to heaven, but I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of people, especially in our day and age, a bunch of Christians that go to heaven and God is not going to be so happy with us. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you so, want to be one of those Christians? I don't think you do. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to disappoint God that I already do. If I'm able... Yeah, we, listen, we've already disappointed God enough with, without sitting here as his being saved and then sitting here and then just waiting. Like, no, we got work to do. Let's, let's get, let's get to going. All right, so... So, um, at this time, you guys want to share this podcast with your friends, family, and loved ones, and I encourage you guys to go out and do God's work because it's... James in the Bible says, and James over there says, faith without works is dead. Go get some outreach programs in your church. Get your church fired up. It doesn't matter how old you are. I don't care. Me and James, James just turned 18. I'm about to turn 17. We are, we are considered youth in the church. We are considered youth. And, and as of right now, we're doing more than the people in the church. As of right now, with outreach programs, and it's not enough what we're doing, right? I'm not patting ourselves on the back. What I want is Christians in the church itself, not just our church, but churches out there to get fired up and get to get people to God. Just get people to God. Quit being lazy. Quit quit being quit being excited. Quit being with the quit being satisfied with the same church crowd. If you're satisfied with the same church crowd, then I'm sorry, but I don't think. You're not a healthy Christian. Quit being satisfied with seeing the same people every day. Every time you come into church, you see the same people. Go out and get new people. Tell them about God. You're not getting God's message to the people that already have God. The message needs to be sent to the people that don't have God. The message has already been given to the people who have God. Now we go and tell people about God. You need to do that. If you don't, if you just need to wake up, just wake up. This is just from getting started. I'm gonna run for president, not. <laughs> but, but yeah. I mean, yes. Everything that he said, it, it was right. I mean, listen. You you should you as a Christian, you should never be comfortable with where you are. You should always be moving forward, and that's what we're calling Christians to do: is stop being safe. With where you are, take, take, take some risks. Honestly, and, take some and, they're, not, and, and they're and they're not risks because when you have God in it, it's gonna turn out okay. It's not even risks. Um, so, if you guys haven't already, join the Facebook community page <coughs> and uh, go on our Instagrams. It's Godcast uh, underscore Joshua underscore Shanklin S H A N K L I N and Godcast underscore James underscore Keffer K E F F E R. Um, again, share the podcast with your friends and family, and that's about it. So, James, you, uh, you want to close us out? I can do that, <clears throat> dear only Father. As we get uh, as we get out of this episode of the podcast, I hope that whoever listens to this, Lord, that it'll it'll spark something in them. It, it'll it'll cause the Holy Spirit to light a fire and keep it going in their hearts, Lord. That as we go forward in our lives. There's no time to waste in what, in, in what we should be doing for you, Lord. And we know that there is plenty that we could be doing in our, in our lives and for, for, pe- for people that we love, for the nation, for, for, for you, Lord. There's plenty to be done for you, Lord. And so we ask that we, absolutely, that we have absolutely no fear for you are with us in going out and speaking the truth of what you 
of what you have for us, what, what the love that you wish to give people, and, and, and the sinful ways that must be tossed out and forgotten, Lord. I ask that you be with us on every episode of the podcast, that we can always speak your faith. We love you. We thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.